We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Right now, they are hungry. They want food, and we don't have enough to get to the whole week. It makes me feel sad. Sometimes I get in my room by myself and I cry. I wonder how can I make their life better in order to give them food. I don't want my sons and my daughters to suffer. That's Yolanda, a mother in Guatemala, who um, can't feed her children because of the situation there. But the amazing people of Food for the Poor are on the ground in 17 nations of our hemisphere helping feed the needy. No child, no child should go to bed with an empty stomach. You can make a difference this Lenten season. It's one of the most blessed things you can do. If you have been blessed, will you bless others? For a one-time donation of just $72, you will feed two starving children for a year. Why? Because Food for the Poor has the food. They just have to get it to the hungry families. $144 will feed four children. Make a difference today. Please go to my website, sebgorka.com, and click on the Give Food, Give Hope banner or call Food for the Poor on 855-330-4673. That's 855-330-4673, or just go to sebgorka.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, sebgorka.com, and click on the Give Hope, Give Food banner. God bless every single one of you. There's a question about the man who magically disappeared from the FBI's wanted list. He is, of course, Ray Epps. And Tucker had some new evidence for us about Ray Epps yesterday. Cut for. Tonight, we can tell you that at the very least, Ray Epps lied in his sworn testimony to the January 6th committee. Epps testified that when he sent the text messages to his nephew, he had already left the Capitol grounds to return to his hotel room. That is not true. The surveillance footage we found shows that, in fact, Ray Epps remained at the Capitol for at least another half an hour. You're seeing that on your screen now. What was Epps doing there? We can't say. But we do know that he lied to investigators. The January 6th committee likely knew this, too. Democrats had access to the same tape, yet they defended Ray Epps. No honest investigation would do that. But the point of the January 6th committee was never to investigate anything. The point was to stage a made-for-TV show trial. Yeah. The shaman did nothing, gets 41 months. Ray Epps, an instigator, disappears after lying to federal authorities. What does it all mean? Can there be justice in America? Let's talk to a man who is situated in a cigar-smoked film room right now because he's a good guy because he likes a stogie now and again. He's my cigar buddy from the 22nd Congressional District in the great state of Texas. Congressman Troy Nels, welcome back to America First. Sam, uh, thank you for having me. I just want to let you know that I've donated to the. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We should. A child should eat every day. We have hungry children around the globe, and I'm going to be getting on your website and making another contribution 
today. I'm doing it today, Seb. God bless you. You are a good man. Please follow this man, Nels, N-E-H-L-S, nels.house.gov. So much to discuss with you, so little time, Congressman Nels. Let's start with the the weekend, the president's speech. What do you think of uh, the next year and a half? Are you excited for this primary season? I am. I'm excited. I think Donald Trump is what America needs today. We need him more than ever. If you look at what took place down there with those four Americans, two of them being butchered out in the middle of the daylight, middle of the day out there by the cartel is because this administration doesn't take border security very seriously at all. Where we had President Trump, he did so. And as a result, we had the safest, most secure border in four decades. So I I just I, I am really, really concerned the direction of our country under this Biden administration and, and, and it's got to change. The only way this changes is we get the White House back in 2024, and that's Donald J. Trump. Uh, talk to us about what we uh, heard in the last 24 hours, thanks to Tucker Carlson. Uh, are we going to get to the bottom of what happened on January the 6th, what Nancy Pelosi hid? And what can you do, given the fact that Mitch McConnell has removed from you the power of the purse until September with his outrageous omnibus bill? So what, what could people in Texas and across America expect? Will something change? Well, I applaud uh, Leader McCarthy for releasing the tapes to Tucker Carlson. That was a fantastic show last night. He showed that there was no insurrection on January 6th, and he had the facts, he had the proof to say so. So I, I hope that Leader McCarthy, working with Jim Jordan, who's the chair of uh, judiciary, and with Mr. Comer, over oversight government reform, that we will have some conversations. We need to get Nancy Pelosi in front of our committee. We need to get... Uh, the, the leadership of the Capitol Police, which, in my humble opinion, through all of my research, could have prevented this from taking place, but they didn't. They've ignored, they completely ignored the intelligence. Yeah. So we need to get these individuals in front of our committees and ask serious questions. And Ray Epps, Ray Epps is a liar. He should have been thrown in jail. He should be in jail today, but he's not. He's not because I believe he had connections with the FBI. At least, yes, I think that is clear. You can't be on the uh, FBI's most wanted list and then magically disappear unless you're working for the FBI. We're talking to Congressman Troy Nels. Follow him right now, Rep Troy Nels on Twitter, N-E-H-L-S. On your Twitter feed, there's an interview uh, that you've given uh, concerning the Americans who were kidnapped, two of whom we know are already dead in Mexico. And you said we should use extreme prejudice against the cartels. What about the idea that uh, President Trump and others have floated that they should be designated as terrorist organizations congressman i agree i said when you look at what i said in yuma arizona last week i said that that i support donald trump at a hearing i said donald trump that we should consider the death penalty for these cartels that are peddling this fentanyl killing tens of thousands of americans every year and and i support that idea I said in a committee hearing the other day, I said, if you would strap a couple of these rotten bastards to a gurney and start filling their veins with the same fentanyl that they're, they're killing Americans with, I think you'll see a little bit of slowdown. It would bring me complete satisfaction to see some of these cartels uh, 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 put to death. Honestly, but 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 hang on, Congressman, day. Congressman Nancy told us they're divine creatures with the spark of divinity. <laughs> 
Well, now we're going to disagree again, Nancy. We're going to disagree again. These individuals are killing Americans by the thousands every month. And what is this administration doing nothing? You think they would secure the southern border to try to slow the bleed, to stop this, this craziness. But they have chosen not to do so, and it's going to require us as Republicans to make solid decisions, make you know conservative legislation through the House of Representatives so we can show the American people what true leadership is, how we put the American people first, and we've got to get the White House back in 24. Uh, on that note, we've only got 30 seconds left. What do you tell the people of Texas who say it's not Trump's turn anymore? What, do you, what, do you, what is your advice to them? I would beg to differ. It's not Trump's turn. That man, you listened to his speech at CPAC the other day. He was right on target. Folks, if you look at his policies, the results of his policies, yeah, he may be a little bit of narcissist and and a little rude every once in a while. And some people even say he's a bully. Well, maybe that's what we need in our country today, because when you show weakness, that's why Putin's in Ukraine. That's why the little rocket man is throwing missiles and toying and teasing with South Korea, and that's why you got Xi Jinping touring around with Taiwan. Let's get back to business and put a real leader in the White House, Donald J. Trump. And he's going to get back to his cigars. Follow him, Rep. Troy Nels. I'm Sebastian Gorka. Your call's next here on the Salem News Channel, 833-33-GORKA. That's President did name check me. I was happy to be named in in, uh, uh, in the middle of Paul Ryan and Jeb Bush. Uh, but uh, you know, I think the President's speech was a good one, but not a great one. DeSantis is laying the predicate for a presidential campaign. He's not exactly running for president yet. He understands that people need to know more about him. And I thought his speech in California, and from what I heard, the speeches in Dallas and Houston, where he spoke to record-breaking audiences for the Republican County fundraising dinners, are all aimed at helping deepen people's understanding of who he is. I think it's a smart move. It's preliminary to becoming a presidential candidate. Mm-hmm. He recognizes people need to more uh, need yeah. to know more about what he's done in order to help prepare him for uh, talking about what it is that he wants to do. That's Carl Rove on Fox saying he's honored, honored to be uh, mentioned amongst the likes of uh, Paul Ryan in the president's speech at CPAC on Saturday. What did President Trump say? What does it bode for the future of the grand old party? Well, these are actually his words. I was there in the room. Let's listen. We had a Republican Party that was ruled by freaks, neocons, globalists, open border zealots and fools. But we are never going back to the party of Paul Ryan, Carl Rove, and Jeb Bush. We are not going back to the party of Paul Ryan, Jeb Bush, Carl Rove, open border zealots, and neocons. Is that the reality? Is it possible? Let's talk to a man who has been following presidential and domestic politics in general here in America for decades now. He's a good friend to America First. Lord Conrad Black, welcome back to the Salem News Channel. Uh, thank you very much, Sebastian. Always a pleasure to be with you. So it looks like there's a little bit of infighting between various wings. Uh, what do you think of the likelihood of the the identity of the party uh, finally changing in a, di- a direction away from the establishment? 
pretty good, I would say. I think uh, the, the two leading prospective, real or prospective candidates, President Trump and Governor DeSantis, are, are, are both uh, are really very easily distinguishable from from the Bush, Romney, McCain, post Reagan uh, Republican Party. Uh, I, I question President Trump's wisdom. I rarely do this, but I question it in this case where he's uh, holding up DeSantis as a Reagan Republican. I don't think that's anything to be embarrassed about. Uh, and and I, uh, you know, I guess it's the best he can do, but I, I wouldn't do it if I were him. I, you know, I'd make my arguments uh, it, 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 that he was a he, Trump, as a preferable candidate to DeSantis on another basis. But I, I think the um, that. Republican Party between Reagan and Trump, the the Bush, McCain, Romney party. I I think I, I think they did. They, basically, they failed, and and the Republican Party will not go back to them. And and President Trump repositioned the Republican Party, poaching upon traditional Democratic fiefdoms in in uh, less advantaged areas, and particularly African-American and Hispanic-American areas. And he did it by transporting traditional Theodore Roosevelt, Dwight Eisenhower capitalism, Republican capitalism, into those districts with, with the tax-incentivized investments creating employment in those districts. And, and I, it was a stroke of genius. He used traditional Republican capitalism to attack the Democratic stranglehold on African-American and Hispanic-American voters. And unless the Republican Party has, an, has a collective IQ in a, in, in a negative area, I mean, less than zero, they will not go back to what was there before that, because Trump gave them a winning formula. And I believe effectively in that area, there's no difference between the views of, of President Trump and Governor DeSantis. We, we have, this is, we're putting on the screen right now, the, uh, the famous CPAC straw poll that is held each year, which at the largest conservative convocation of its type, uh, we had all kinds of people speak from the main stage. I spoke, Nikki Haley was there. Uh, the president led DeSantis by more than 40 points. Uh, DeSantis had 20 to President Trump's 62. The third was uh, Nikki Haley with five percentage points. Uh, sorry, no. No, uh, it was. Uh, sorry, it was three three percent for Nikki Haley. Is it strange? Was it a, a bad move by the governor of Florida to not come and speak at the event and instead, as the news reports confirmed, to be at a very high ticket uh, private donor event uh, for his campaign? I, I'm not easily qualified to say that. I, I, but in terms of the optics of, of having, yeah, a, well, look, I, I think he could have rescheduled, a, a, you know, a donor's dinner. Uh, you know, you can you can hold them any night of the week. You know, and I, 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 I my guess is, since you ask, I'm being presumptuous here because it's not for me to tell the governor of Florida what to do. But since you ask me, I think he should have gone. I think he should have given a speech that wasn't critical of Trump. But just, you know, stake, put a marker down saying, look, you know, you're not making a mistake if you vote for me. I understand where your loyalties are. I understand the history of this organization. 
and I understand that I, I, I'm not necessarily first in the hearts of CPAC, but you have no problem with me. You're not going to have a problem with me, and, and I think you should have done that. When, there was nothing to lose. When it comes to the primary, and I, I'm excited to see as many potential candidates as possible, as it was with the 17 back in 2015, do you have a sense of, of what the identities will be, not the individuals, but is the dividing line, as it seems to be right now, between establishment, chamber of commerce type uh, GOP politics and the new America first Trumpian politics, or is it more nuanced than that? I, I think it's actually, uh, 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 how should I put it, more consolidated towards a Trump and, and, and uh, you know, if I can put it in an awkward way, post-pre-Trump Republican Party. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone is running on the basis of let's go back to, with all due respect to Karl Rove, and he, he was a very smart political operator, but let's not, let's not go back to Karl Rove and, and Paul Ryan and Jeb Bush. I believe those were the three President Trump mentioned, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't have any great grievance against those three, but, but they're passe. And uh, I don't think anyone wants to go back to that, and I don't think any of these candidates is is standing on any such position. There's no Bush, Romney, McCain candidate that I can see. No. Um, so I, I, th- I think Trump's won that battle. I think what you have to use your word is a nuanced difference uh, uh, that is not so much on policy as on technique and personality yes. between, between Trump and DeSantis. Now, I hope it doesn't get too nasty because the Republicans can't gain from that. I, I mean, I th- you know, there is always something to be said for... President Reagan's famous statement, the 11th commandment, is to speak no evil of a fellow Republican. Well, we, you know, you, you, can, you don't have to go that far. But if there's a real dust-up between those two, I think the party, however it comes out, will put it back together in the end. But, but let's not do it. I mean, for heaven's sakes, the, they, the Republicans are perfectly poised to take back the entire government, both houses of Congress and the White House, in, in, in a year and a half. And, and uh, you know, let, let's elevate the best candidate. Now, I personally am in the Trump camp. I think uh, he was wrongfully deprived of his office, uh, was a very effective president. No president in history has been smeared and defamed the way he was. And, and the people who did it committed crimes that they have so far not been called to account for. I'm talking about the politicization of the intelligence agencies and the FBI and, the, you know, the Russia-Trump hoax. And the, uh, I, I mean, I'm afraid we're not going to be able to convict anyone on the misuse of unverifiable harvested ballots. But uh, for all of that, uh, I think Trump deserves another chance. Uh, but, but um, you know, if DeSantis were the nominee, I, I, I'd prefer him to the Democrats, certainly. And, and I think either one of them can win and should win. We're talking to Lord Conrad Black. By the way, I think the others are running for vice president. Yes. I think it's so you only really got or, two candidates. Or, or cabinet member. I, I think I could see, for right. example, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy as a, as a member of the cabinet dealing with uh, economic Dynamite. He'd be yeah. terrific. Yeah. Uh, we're talking to Lord Conrad Black, co-host of the podcast Scholars in Sense with Victor Davis Hanson and Bill Bennett. Please follow him at the website Conrad M. Black and at Conrad M. Black on Twitter. He's the author of numerous works on presidential history, the most recent 
is Donald J. Trump, a president like no other. This is America First. If you want to guarantee that you never miss any of our deep dive one-on-one discussions, uh, we will be talking to David P. Goldman on the rise of China in the third hour. Please go to your favorite podcast platform. Go to Spotify. Go to Apple Podcasts. Plug in my name, Sebastian Gorka, America First, and make sure that you never, ever miss a single episode. Please do leave us a five-star review. It helps with the dastardly algorithms. And if you are America First, then check out all the amazing America First merchandise at our store. We have a new bundle of MAGA is back after the president's announcement of his new campaign. MAGA returns Trump 2024 and so much more, including my three books. Go to SebGorkaStore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, SebGorkaStore.com. We'll be back with Lord Black in a moment. the pictures you've seen of January 6th. They're familiar because they've been playing on a loop on every media outlet in America for the last two years. There's a reason for that. But it turns out there's quite a bit of video you haven't seen. And that video tells a very different story about what happened on January 6th. More than 40,000 hours of surveillance footage from in and around the Capitol have been withheld from the public. And once you see the video, you'll understand why. Taken as a whole, the video record does not support the claim that January 6th was an insurrection. In fact, it demolishes that claim. And that's exactly why the Democratic Party and its allies in the media prevented you from seeing it. By controlling the images you were allowed to view from January 6th, they controlled how the public understood that day. They could lie about what happened, and you would never know the difference. Those lies had a purpose. They created a pretext for a federal crackdown on opponents of the Uniparty in Washington. The Uniparty, that's the first tranche of footage presented by Tucker Carlson, who was given all 44,000 hours by the new Speaker of the House. What's the reaction from the Democrats who ran the January 6th sham investigation? This is today, just moments ago, from Senator Chuck Schumer. Rupert Murdoch who has admitted they were lies and said he regretted it, has a special obligation to stop Tucker Carlson from going on tonight now that he's seen how he has perverted and slimed the truth and from letting him go on again and again and again. Not because their views deserve such a program, but because our democracy depends on it. I can't think of anybody better qualified to comment on what we just heard than a man who ran an international media empire and also also suffered at the hands of outrageously overzealous prosecutors here in the United States. Lord Black, um, the idea that uh, the establishment doesn't want us to see this footage and then the most senior individual in the upper house here on Capitol Hill wants the CEO of Fox Corps to ban his most popular star from giving us more information. Your reaction? If Chuck Schumer were the chairman of News Corp, they would still be sitting in Adelaide, Australia, losing money. (laughs) 
Uh, I mean, he couldn't run a two-car funeral. And Rupert Murdoch, whom I have known well for 40 years and had the uh, challenging but bracing experience of competing with him in Britain and in Australia, uh, adequately successfully, I may say, um, is probably the greatest media uh, proprietor and innovator in the history of the world. Yeah. And uh, and um, it is not it does not lie in the mouth of Senator Schumer to tell him how to run his business. And uh, in the broader sense, of course, what he is urging <clears throat> on a spurious um, invocation of, of what amounts to the partisan interest of the myth makers and, and election stealers of the Democratic Party, uh, he, he's, he's demanding censorship. Um, the voluntary censorship by the world's leading media owner uh, because it would be an inconvenience to the Democrats and the myth-making that they have, uh, that they have conducted in, in a defamatory and, in my opinion, at times illegal way as, throughout the Trump era. And uh, exactly the reverse is what should happen. The, the, the truth should come out. I mean, obviously, you can't run 40,000 hours of this stuff on primetime television, yeah. but a, a fair sampling of key moments that, to indicate uh, precisely and fairly what really happened is what should be done. And I say that regardless of how it comes out. Now, I, I've been convinced from that day itself there was no insurrection, no attempted one. A bunch of hooligans attached themselves to a pro, vast pro-Trump crowd, and, and the um, Speaker of the House and the Mayor of Washington declined the then-President's offer and, and urging that, that they reinforce security. And he offered 20,000 National Guardsmen I suspect, and I've always suspected, that Pelosi was, in effect, hoping for some such thing as occurred and did what she could to facilitate it. I'm not saying she planned it, but I think she saw the potential for it, and so did the other Democratic strategists, and they used it to produce this absolutely spurious and defamatory argument that Trump was trying to promote an insurrection because he wouldn't accept the election result. Well, anything that that tells the truth and proves the truth about what really happened I'm in favor of. And I happen to believe that the truth is that the Pelosi version of events is a pack of lies from A to Z, and, and the, the President Trump, who could have handled it better, was innocent, completely innocent of any charge of, of uh, promoting unconstitutional or illegal activity. Now, we were shown yesterday the footage of the man who was made an uh, example of, the, the so-called uh, January 6th shaman, being escorted yeah. through Congress at times by up to nine, nine members of the Capitol Police who helped him go through doors, opened doors for him, did nothing to restrain him, a man who didn't cause bodily or, or physical harm to any material or individuals inside the building. That individual was given 41 months prison term in a federal penitentiary. Uh, what should happen now if, if Americans believe in rule of law, now that we know this man committed no crime, or at least wasn't arrested by the officers who escorted him through the building, Lord Black? Well, he, he, he may conceivably be guilty of trespassing, but you, he should be released for time served at once. I mean, he didn't, as far as I know, that I mean, he was a 
a pretty scary looking guy, but you, you can't send people to prison for 41 months for that. And 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 uh, but as far as I know, he did absolutely no Nothing. damage, no harm to anyone. And so the sentence is an outrage. The whole thing is an outrage. Yeah. Uh, as, uh, in my opinion, uh, and unless we can, unless there's real evidence connecting people to serious offenses, everybody should be released. Yeah. Much talk has been made in the last uh, 18 hours of commutations and pardons if there is a Republican president back in the White House. Uh, that depends on what happens in the next 18 months. That's another months. 18 months. So none of these people, as far as I can see, committed an offense uh, of anything like that length. But, I mean, justifying such a sentence. I mean, what I'd like to see, apart from all of what we've just been speaking of, is a proper explanation of how that young lady w was killed. Yeah. I mean, the only the only direct fatality, I'm not talking about the man who took a, a coronary who, according the to the New day. York Times, was hit over the head with a with a pipe or something, uh, but, but the, the the young lady was killed, but uh, I mean, fine, she she shouldn't have been there. But apart from that, she didn't do anything else. You don't kill people for that. Shot, how did that happen? Shot through a door by an officer called Michael Bird, who has confessed he couldn't see who he was shooting at. That's what he did to a 14-year Air Force veteran, Ashley Babbitt. And thanks to Tucker Carlson, we know that Officer Sicknick, likewise, wasn't assaulted with a fire extinguisher yesterday. We will see more tonight on Tucker Carlson's show. In the meantime, please follow Lord Black at ConradMBlack.com on Twitter at ConradMBlack and listen to him as he co-hosts the podcast Scholars and Sense. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. You can follow us on all social media that matter. We are on Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Ghetto Parlor, also on uh, Telegram, and also you can watch us at SalemNewsChannel.com. Download the app and follow us on our Substack, SebastianGorka.substack.com. Back with your calls in a moment.